welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you're having a great time. The game is live! It is live. I am so happy. I haven't even gotten to play that much, but I am so excited for this game. I'm glad it's out. I've been having a blast with it. I hope you've been having a blast with it. If you have, let me know. At C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N is my Twitter account. If you want to come see me play, that is a play on words, come watch over at twitter.tv forward slash C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. That's Capt Logan. That's going to be the two main ways you can get a hold of me. I've also got Discord links in the show notes as well as an email, CaptLogan at gmail.com, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N. Again, that is how I spell my name. I'm just weird. But let me know what you've been thinking about this game. We've got so much to talk about. There's good things. There's bad things. There's weird things. There's scary things. I just, I don't even know where to begin. I'm looking at the notes here and I'm just thinking in my head like, how do I start? But I know how to start, and the way I'm going to start this off is by giving some shout-outs to my good buddy over at the Blaze Experience with an X. He shouted me out last week on his show, and I wanted to return the favor. If you're not listening to the Blaze Experience, give it a try. Give it a shot. These guys are really nice. They do a good job of covering games in a very analytical fashion. They're covering Sea of Thieves and Fortnite. And I actually am very new to Fortnite, so I don't know much about it. So I'm actually using them as a resource to kind of learn a little bit more about how the gameplay is, what what I should be focusing on and stuff. But they're brand new podcasts. They're looking to get a good start on this. And they're just super passionate about gaming. And it's good to see that. So give them a shot. Listen to them. You can look at them. I'm going to have links in the show notes as well for them as well. All right. I think the first thing on the docket today is going to be what I picked up during this last week. I am a self-professed Sea of Thieves fanatic. I I know I'm not the biggest fan out there, but I'll be damned if anyone says that I don't like this game because I went and finally got myself an Xbox Sea of Thieves special edition controller and oh my, this thing this thing is beautiful. It is it is a work of art. I love the craftsmanship, the paint job, the clear plastic, the gold tooth trigger on the right. I'm not even going to use it for this game because I love the Xbox. Uh, I love the the mouse and keyboard setup. That's how I played it when I first got into it. I've tried using uh, a, a controller in the past with it. It just doesn't quite feel right. I like being able to turn quicker with a mouse, but I'm going to be using this thing for pretty much everything else that is an action-based RPG or uh, game on, on my computer. Uh, since I don't have an actual Xbox. But I had to get this controller. It's just so beautiful. I mean, I've got Joy-Cons sitting around that are different colors for my Switch, and I went and modded some of those to look up like uh, old old purple controllers, but that's beside the point. This thing is made for Sea of Thieves, and I love it. I got my Ferryman pack active. I love that, too. The gear is so beautiful, along with the Black Dog. Oh, it's so nice. I love it. I'm really happy I got that. I also went and I broke down and I bought the lore book. I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I went ahead and got it off of Amazon uh, since that was the quickest way to pick it up. And I got to thumb through it a little bit. I didn't really get a whole lot of time recently with the last, you know, well, uh, you know, the game's come out. So I've been kind of working on that. But I did kind of look through some of it and read a little bit of the beginning. And I got to say, there's some interesting stuff in here. There's some really cool things. And I'm kind of hoping that with this lore book, 
I saw some pictures and I, I can't wait to dive into it to find out what's going on because it references other types of ships. Now, I've, I, I, I don't know anything. I'm not saying anything. This is not a rumor. I just want to say if we could get different styles of ships with future content, things from like uh, Asian culture where you have kind of that nice, really cool fan sails that you saw in some of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like, ooh, I'd, I'd, I'd be down for that. I'd go for that in a heartbeat. That looks awesome. So I'm kind of hoping that that's where this is leaning towards. But of course, we won't know. We're not going to know for a while. Heck, I, I just want to know when the heck I'm going to get my own ship. But I gotta get I gotta get to the game first. I gotta be able to play it. Second thing on today's docket, I've been playing the game. I finally got a chance to play late, late last uh, Monday night at about 9 p.m. I had some trouble logging in, but you know who didn't? It's day one, of course. But I finally got to play about three hours that night before I finally told myself I had to go to bed because I had to be up in five hours for work. And then I went and got to play most of yesterday afternoon. I had a lot of problems. Uh, actually, everyone had a lot of problems. The login servers were just getting hammered by uh, the EU area, East Coast America, and West Coast America, and all the other areas. where They were just hitting these servers. And that I'm going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later on. I don't want to get into it right now. But when I finally got in, I've probably logged about eight hours of gameplay in. And I've done some solo adventuring, and I've done some four-player adventuring, and everywhere in between. And I've had a really good time with it. This game delivers on the pirate experience, man. I, I never felt so just immersed in the ability to go do what I want in a game. That's so nice. I mean, God, I can't. I, I love it. But. I wanted to have some advice because I know a lot of you are new to the game and there's a lot of stuff that, that there is to try and like work out. So I just want to talk briefly about maybe some of the things that I can help you out with. So one of the things I think would be good to understand is what should you be doing with your Sea of Thieves time? Like if you decide you want to do a solo run, say like you're, you're not really interested in joining up with other people because you don't know what their game plan is or what their decision to play or how long they're going to be playing is. And you know you've got maybe an hour or so, you just want to go and do something real quick, kind of work on your reputation. Here are some of my advice for different sized parties while you're actually in the game. If you're running solo, I really recommend merchant quests. Go pick up some merchant alliance voyages, grab some crates, and then go sailing. Get familiar with the islands, get familiar with the names and what they have on them. I started a personal journal just on trying to keep track of what islands have what animals and what goods just so that it'll make it easier for me when I'm actually trying to do this on a more regular basis as I work my way up to level 50 with a merchant alliance but if you guys are in there and you're just kind of doing it say someone comes up to you say someone sneaks up on your ship all they're going to find is animals and that's not going to be as valuable to them as a chest now if you go out and you know stop at a, a shipwreck like i've done i went and picked up a, a couple messages in a bottle as well as a couple chests uh, from some shipwrecks while i was out looking for different animals and it actually gave me a bounty quest as well as a gold hoarders quest and I managed to get some really good loot from those. So even though I was out doing merchant quests and I, I wasn't intending on killing any skeletons or picking up any any um, 
any gold hoarder quests, I still ended up doing those things because they just happened to be at the shipwrecks. And I think that's a really great tool for people that are looking to do multiple things while they're searching for items on that merchant alliance list. So just a, a good hint there. If you've got one to two people, I recommend doing the same thing. Uh, that way you can kind of work on maybe gold hoarders or uh, do a couple of bounties. But I, I really recommend if you want to get the best experience, save some of the Order of Souls quests. That reputation, save that for when you jump into groups of people with three or four because it's going to be a lot quicker to take down waves of skeletons there's going to be fewer casualties and you're going to be able to take on more supplies as you get onto the islands and kind of as you're expending cannonballs and bananas and stuff and you're going to be able to protect those higher value items as you're going along when you have more people on a galleon and that's just kind of my advice. Also, when you're on like a three to four group thing, you can go ahead and start attacking some of those forts, really go at them. And I'm going to go a little bit into some of the best tips that I found for those, because as I've learned in the last eight hours, I tell you what, man, some of those skeleton forts are tough and they don't really tell you what to do with some of those skeletons. We've learned a little bit, but we haven't gotten anything as far as like a couple of them so i've got some ideas on how that stuff works out that i'll get into in a second here so talking a little bit more about skeleton forts and some of the tips that i've already learned just in the couple that i've been able to take down in the live game you will have to work together with all of your teammates everyone has to be on the same page about what's going on so when you get to a fort the first thing you should really focus on doing is identifying your threats are there other players are there skeletons in the cannon towers that you need to take out where are the skeletons going to be coming in from and where's a good place to be able to get to and from your ship very rapidly because as i found out even with another galleon crew working if your ship is not well placed eventually two things will happen you either need to go back to your ship or you will die and respawn on your ship and you want to make sure that your ship is close enough to that island so that you can get back on there and get back into that fray because i guarantee you you're gonna die those things run fast and they hit hard and they gang up on you and if you're not paying attention or if you're not sure where they're coming from they can sneak up on you real quick so first things first identify your threats find out if there are other people there pay attention to how long they've been there maybe they've been there a while maybe they need some help that what that's what happened the last fourth that i did a crew of mine we went out we actually watched these guys for a while. I actually had to go do some stuff, so I was away from the keyboard at that point. Made for a really good stream, let me tell you. But when I came back, they told me that the crew that was at the skeleton fort was still there, and the skeleton uh, cloud or the skull cloud was still above it. So we knew that they were having problems. So I approached it with the idea that we weren't going to try and take them out. We were going to try and work with them because they needed our help. Apparently, if they were still there and still hadn't gotten it, the first skeleton fort that I did only took us maybe about 30 minutes to burn through. And then because of that, we actually managed to get everything, get out of there and turn it all in, which a skeleton fort, I don't know if there's levels or not, but it's worth a lot. I think I pulled in on average about 15,000 gold for the two of them that we did. Uh, and one 15,000 gold per fort. So I earned about 30k in that eight-hour stream. It was pretty nice. I bought I bought a few things. I'm not ashamed to say. So 
when you're getting up to when we got up to that fort, we basically identified that these guys needed to needed to have our help. So I actually parlayed with them. You know, I we didn't know about the cannons up thing, which if it, this is a great idea, I've seen this kind of been trickling out throughout the uh, the community. If you want to approach a an island or another crew, tilt your cannons up, show them, hey, I'm not aiming at you. I'm not ready to fire. We're looking to help out. So put your arms up, put your your cannons up. I did the thing that I did back in the beta where I was actually talking uh, or I was actually holding up my lantern and I had the orders order of souls lantern. So it was a blue one. And I was just raving. I was just raving with those guys. I kept flickering that thing on and off as I was going. And they eventually, because I was on PC, I was able to type out to them and say like, hey, voice chat, jump in game voice chat. Let's chat about this before you kill everyone. And we actually worked together and it ended up working out really well. So First thing when you get to a fort, identify your threats. Is it just the skeletons that you have to worry about? Are there sharks in the water? Is it raining? Is there a storm nearby? Are there other crews in the area that might see you going to start it and pick you off as you're finishing up? Is there another crew there that you want to take out or maybe help them? The next thing you want to work out is what kind of skeletons are you dealing with? And this was kind of a, a rough thing that we found out on the second fort that I was going to because we got everything we hit every single type of skeleton and man I can't thank the rare team for putting a video out about the skeletons uh, the way they did and I think a lot of other people need to learn about these skeleton types because the poor guys that we were partied with were freaking out and all I could do was just yell in chat, throw water on them, throw water on them, get them out in the sunlight, get them out in the sunlight. And they finally listened. They would pull them out. You know, we'd, we'd be able to kind of work on them a little bit. So the three types that we dealt with, of course, outside of the normal skeletons was the I'm, I'm just going to call them shades. They're the the light sensitive guys, the skeletons, uh, the shadow ones or shades, uh, the gold ones or goldies as, as I'm going to be calling them. So we got the goldies, we got the shades, and then we got the plant ones, which I'm still like scratching my head about those, those plant ones. I'm not sure how those are going to work out, but I'm going to call those guys ferns for right now. So we had the shades, the, the goldies, and the ferns. And as we learned in past videos, that the shades become physical when they're in the light and the goldies come become slowed and vulnerable when they're hit with water, which seems like they've already taken this into account because you can drag the skeletons out into the sunlight. They'll, they'll follow you. And there's always a, a bunch of water in the middle of a fort that you can actually scoop up and throw on them or just, just cause them to run into it as they're chasing after you. They'll follow you right into the water. The ferns, I don't know about these guys. I'm still not quite sure because we had a weird circumstance that didn't really give me an idea of how their mechanic works. But I have a theory. And if anyone knows for sure, feel free to hit me up. Let me know because I would much rather find out from one of you guys and have you tell me something so that I can pass on that information. But here's my thought. I'm thinking that because we were there, we had a hell of a time killing these guys. We, we could not kill these things. We shot them, we slashed at them, and it didn't seem to work. And the only thing that was different from the other time we were fighting other skeletons was that it was raining. And I want to I wanna know for sure, and I'm hoping someone can tell me, if water regenerates the health for the ferns. If that's the case, then keep them inside, keep them out of the rain, take them back inside the fort and kind of, uh, you know, go back to back and slash around and just chew these guys up, lawn mow them. 
but at, at the moment it's it's really hard to know because we had a hell of a time we had eight guys there and we were all trying to kill them actually we had seven there was one dude on the other crew who decided to jump on our ship and cause havoc and he got thrown in the brig real quick so where was I? oh oh so yeah with the ferns i don't know let me know but i i'm pretty sure if they're in water they're going to regenerate health and it's going to be a lot harder to kill the good news is is that after what felt like 16 waves of relentless undead we finally got the captain and the captain is always really really tough uh it took about three of us to kind of draw their attention away from each other so we had an opportunity to run away or kind of attack at a different time so it's really hard to know just i mean the one of the times that we were actually doing it we just had two cannons and we just fired two cannons on the on the captain uh, a couple shots later it, it died so that was a good thing but the nice thing is is that when we finished up with that crew, we all agreed we were going to split it. So we all went into the uh, the, the kind of cave or, or the vault. I guess the vault would be the best way to explain it. We all went into the vault, and then we all decided to split up the the wares and i kind of let the every all the guys there because most of them were pretty new they didn't really know like the value of different things so i kind of broke down what was most valuable what was least valuable and how to kind of split some of the stuff up so i feel like we we made away with with a fairly even thing up until the point that i realized that i forgot to divvy up the the gold chalices and the silver cups those were still kind of chilling there so being the piratey pirate that I am, I said, screw it. You know what? I got this information. It's privileged information. They'll learn it eventually. And I'm going to take these ch uh, these chalices and these cups, and I'm going to give them to my guys because they worked hard. And uh, we didn't have to help those guys. We could have just shot their ship and then tried to battle it. And they were nice enough to help us, so we gave them some gold. The funny thing is, as soon as uh, we're sneaking away with these gold chalice and, and uh, with, with these cups, these guys start to sail off. And I kid you not, as soon as these guys hit deep water, a giant kraken comes out of nowhere. Like one of the guys, Jello, he, he's like, I think they're sinking. And I'm like, they're sinking? Sure enough, black water, bunch of tentacles popped up out in the middle of nowhere. First time I had seen a crack, and I freaked out. I'm cussing like a sailor. I'm yelling at him. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. Guys, lift the anchor. We got to go. And these, <laughs> and then halfway through it, there was one of the other guys on our ship somehow. He stayed He stayed on our ship. I don't even know what he was doing there. He's like, you got to help us. You got to help us. And we're like, what do we do? <laughs> I want to help him, but I don't want to get dragged in with this. So we, <laughs> we turned tail. We, we put our tail between our legs and we hightailed it out of there. We, <laughs> we decided to go to a, uh, an outpost nearby. They eventually made it out, by the way. I want to let you know. Those guys, they got their ship out of the Kraken seawater. They survived. They made it to an outpost. They're fine. They, they turned in their gold. We actually helped them at an outpost because there was a dude in a sloop. We took out the sloop because we weren't going to have any kind of contention on the island. You know, no one was going to get off that island at, at any point. So they, they got away. We got away. We, we made it off a little bit better, but it's pirates. We're pirates. That's, that's what we do. Oh, all right. So next thing on the docket, I know that was a little bit of a, a big story, but I had to, I had to tell you guys about that. That was too much fun. Let's talk about launch. 
Now, there were some good things and there were some bad things. And let's talk about the bad things first because I want to get that out of the way because I want to end on a good note. I want you to I want to leave you with the idea that you still know I still love this game. So, starting with the bad, just like every single other MMO I have ever played, it's a rocky day one. I don't care what company this is, especially if they're a big company and this is one of their first forays into an online persistent game service because it doesn't matter what you plan for, what you plan for, even your highest expectations as a company, you're never going to realize, you're never going to understand just how much people love a game that don't do anything until the game is out. And this happened. When we went into it, we realized that logging into the game was nigh impossible. You just couldn't even get into it. Eventually, they actually had to lock the login services just to preserve the experience for people who were actually in-game. Because the worst thing that would happen is they take the servers down. They say, hey, servers are shutting down in 15 minutes. And you're like, crap, I'm in the middle of a fort. I don't know if I'm going to finish this in 15 minutes, let alone find a way to an outpost to be able to turn all this stuff in. I just spent the last 15 to 30 minutes trying to get here from another thing. You got to be kidding me. So what they did is they shut down the server login experience. So new players couldn't log in and they let people know about this as well. The community management team has been working around the clock to try and make sure that they're staying up to date with information that's correct so that they can let you know. But the problem is, is that people can't log in. They get super frustrated. And then what do people do? They complain. They go online and they complain because they can't play the game. And I understand that because it's it's hard to gauge this stuff and you want it to be good. You want to be having a fun experience. We all love the game to the point where we want to play it. And we're frustrated because we can't and we don't have clear minute-to-minute information because trying to give that kind of information is really tough. So I made light of the situation when I was sitting there reading some of the uh, the little the little like logging in things. I love these, by the way, like checking for fake coins or uh, searching for supplies or searching the seas. Like I I, <laughs> I love these because it's it's just it's funny. It it feels like a text based adventure quest at that point for me. I, I I thought it was funny, even though I was frustrated because I wanted to play so badly and I felt like I'd been waiting for this my whole life and didn't know it. It was it was kind of funny to see some of those things and joke about it with other people like, oh, God, you know, I think he's going to find out about those fake coins. So the final beta was about a third to a fourth amount of people that are actually currently playing the live game. The, the Game Pass has opened this game up to so many people who were not sure if they wanted to play it that it has caused such a front load of people trying to log in. And they've already got a couple other issues as far as like reputation not working uh, immediately as well as items not showing up when you log in. Which, by the way, if you log into the game and you don't have any items except for like cannonballs and banana stuff that you can pick up, go drown yourself in the ocean when you get back from the ferryman, you'll have all your items. It comes back. You don't have to do anything weird like buying something. They recommended that on the video they put out today as far as like how the launch is going and stuff. Don't spend the gold. Don't worry about that. Kill yourself. It, I know that sounds weird, but trust me. Kill your character in the game and then 
when you respawn, you'll be able to have access to your items. I had to deal with this yesterday. It worked just fine. I just had to sit in the ocean for a minute, which is weird to, to think about that because a natural response in my mind is if my character is drowning, he should automatically be going up towards the water like I should actively be trying to force myself to stay underwater if I'm losing air I feel like my character should have a little auto, like automation that says like hey hey you're dying try and go up try and go up to the <laughs> to the water but I can see how that could be difficult it's already really nauseating sometimes when you go down in the water especially in the, the shipwreck so uh, let's see what else was weird or bad about the launch. I honestly, the people that come in and say that there isn't a whole lot of content. And I've even seen some reviews about this. Some people complaining that there's there's not a whole lot to do in the game and there's far less uh, items that you can buy and stuff. Can I, I just, I want to hop a little bit from the good and the bad real quick because I just want to address this. Even though it is a complaint and people are upset about this and they feel validated in it, you have way high expectations for stuff. I feel bad if you got into the game and you're like, this is it, this is all we have. What do you mean? I only have to spend 70,000 gold on a figurehead if that, I'm on liveries, that's for a paint job. That's nothing. I'll get that tomorrow. Look, guys, we're, we're dealing with a gated content. You're, we're gated by reputation. You're supposed to have a higher reputation in the game to be able to get some of the other stuff. We've already seen it with titles. Like, you don't unlock titles until you do stuff in the game. And then you go and you buy the title for zero gold and you have it. But you didn't see it there before. But then you now you do. There's stuff that's probably hidden in the game that once you progress... You're not overloaded with all these things to try and figure out besides learning how to sail and do voyages that you'll see when you're more experienced and then you'll be able to decide, do I want this? Do I want that? Well, I already have this other stuff. So don't worry. There's stuff in there. You may not see it, but there's stuff in there and there's more coming. So don't freak out if you look and you're like, mm, I only get to choose from four different hooks. That's tough. It's fine. Besides, half the time we're not even looking at our characters. We're looking straight ahead because we're, it's a first-person game. But I understand you want to have tons and tons of different things to change up your character and stuff. And that may be coming. I mean, heck, I bought a controller and I pre-ordered just to get some different clothes at start because I, I really love those. But it'll be okay. Okay, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna kill it at that. As far as like people complaining uh, and reviews coming in saying that the game is only only partial, that's I feel bad for the the game reviewers out there because I don't feel like they nearly have enough time to really dive into a game that is so different. Uh, and that's where I'm gonna go into the good. The good about this game is that this game is so unlike other games out there that you probably already know if you're listening to this. You probably already understand this is an experience game. This is not something where people are going to be telling you what to do or where to go or what NPCs to go talk to. This is going to be a thing where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to create my own adventure. And that's going to be some of the best, best times I have in this game. The reason I go out onto the sea is because of these voyages. But realistically, once I get out there, I'm going to decide whatever the heck I want to do anyway. So I understand the need for people to want to have a story. Uh, it's nice to have a tailored story to be able to feel like a really good thing. But we've got lore books. We've got comics. There's a novel coming in the fall. There's plenty of outlets outside of the game 
if you want that story, if you want that history. And we're probably going to get more of that later in the future, too. Plus, we don't even know what's coming in the Pirate Tavern. So there may be more story that's coming in with that as well, too. But this game is not the type of game that I think a lot of people are expecting. They're expecting tons of NPCs and stuff. They're expecting a lot more content, more diversified groups. I saw another review that even mentioned having different pirate classes. What is that going to do? What, what is a different pirate class going to add to this game? What is having random people walking around on an island going to do for the game? It's just going to clutter the game up. You don't need that stuff. Do you really need people walking around to feel like the place is populated? I mean, it's sparse enough as it is. Just have fun. Go do do your thing. Enjoy yourself. It's It's not about what things look like in the game or what your perception of where the points of interest are on your map that you tick off. Just go have fun. That's all I got to say about that. So that's a good thing. That's a bad thing. I know I kind of mixed them and muddled them, but that's that's life, right? I guess that's life. All right. One little thing that I did want to talk about is there is going to be some server maintenance. I don't think this is really going to affect America, which is probably my largest viewership base. But if you happen to be listening to the podcast in the UK, this is probably going to affect you. So I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of this and that you know uh, there is going to be some maintenance for the Windows version and the game is going to be unavailable during this time and that's going to be three days uh for three hours each day and that's thursday the 22nd which is tomorrow march between 9 a.m and 12 p.m gmt i think it works out to 2 a.m to 5 a.m and 5 a.m to 8 a.m for america uh pacific and east coast times saturday the 24th same thing it's going to be two to five for pacific uh, 5 to 8 for East Coast, and then 9 to 12 in GMT. Tuesday, the 27th, same same exact times. So the Thursday, the Saturday, and Tuesday, uh, you're going to have three hours where you're not going to be able to play the game. So I just wanted to make sure you guys knew about this in case you had plans to get up early and actually play it, or if you're going to be up late playing it because it's over the weekend, just heads up plan around that so that way you don't get stuck out in the middle of the sea doing a fort not being able to turn in all your fat loots all right i gotta i gotta try and wrap this up it's already going kind of long and i want to get this out so i can get back to playing so the last thing on today's docket is going to cover ludo crypto what are you asking you're asking logan what the heck is ludo crypto that doesn't make any sense okay so this is a youtuber who has made a really interesting video. And this guy, to this day, still is is like far from recognized. But he really deserves a lot more credit because he made a video that covers some of the mysteries that are in Sea of Thieves. And there's a lot so far that we don't know. The first thing he's, he's kind of covering in this video is the Lucky 13 crossword puzzle that showed up in one of the past uh, Inside Stories. I think it was Inside Story 25 that I covered. Uh, that is the, the one of the first things. He also covers stuff about Old Faithful Isle. And he also covers stuff about Merfolk. But there's one little thing. And I'm going to let you know right now. So if you're listening to this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a, sand, a line in the sand. If you're listening to this right now, I'm going to talk for the next five minutes about spoilers and speculation. So I want you to know right now, if you're done and that's it, 
you're good. You don't want to know anything more about stuff that I think is going to happen when it comes to end game with the, the legendary stuff. Just kill it right now. I'm not going to be offended. Come listen to me next episode and we can talk more about regular news. But for right now, I'm going to go into for the next five minutes and just talk about some of my theories about what's going on with Endgame. So start the timer, warning bells, all kinds of sirens. Burp, burp, burp. So, all right, let's talk about legendary status and more specifically, the legendary tavern and how to access it. If you're not if you're still listening and you want spoil and you don't want spoilers, get out now. 5 minutes start now. All right, so I'm not even sure I can talk about this for 5 minutes, but there's some really interesting things that I thought were in the game and I I've been talking with a couple people about this, but in the middle of the map, there are very large prominent rocks that are pointed in the shape of a triangle and you can actually sail through these rocks we also have three seas out there and one of the things that we found in some of the uh, uncharted isles is going to be like kind of portals that have what look like a, a keystone for a triangle shaped key and that there are shapes outside these keys that resemble triangles as well too and if anyone has watched the fifth element like i have so many times you know that something's going to get stuck in that thing and it's going to open something up and this is where i want to talk a little bit about how do you get to pirate taverns uh, the legendary pirate tavern Athena's Fortune, which I found out thanks to other people that Athena's Fortune is the pirate tavern or the remnants of it. So when I'm talking about these giant stones, and if you look, there are archways out in the game right now that have these giant archways like Smuggler's Bay, like Marauder's Arch. Uh, there's one actually in the Ancient Isles that I feel like I'm blanking on, and I wish I could remember the name of it. I think it's Thieves haven that has those archways and i think basically those archways are going to be the portals for your ships i think that's how you're going to be able to get into the pirate tavern now how you get out of the pirate tavern i have no clue they've talked about exploding out of waterfalls and i know that other people have done some digging and found different names for different waterfalls so i'm not sure where those waterfalls are going to go or where they're going to show up. But I do know that once you hit pirate legend status. And you finally talk to that that person in the tavern. Who has the glowy eyeball. Who I'm pretty sure is a ghost in disguise. They're going to let you in on how to get into the pirate tavern. And I think you're going to get into that pirate tavern. By sailing your ship through these stone archways. And that for whatever reason. When you become kind of attuned to the spirit world or however that's going to work once you turn these keys like you might go on a quest to find these keys and then put them in the stones in these unmarked islands underneath the water and they that may unify the the ley lines and sparks fly and magic is ruling and you get to sh sail your ship through these archways and that's going to be the way you access the actual pirate tavern. Now, this is all speculation. I have no proof at any of this. This is just kind of what I've talked with a couple people who've done their own research and talked with me about and kind of conferred like, yeah, this is what I think too. So 
I'm hoping this is the case because I've threaded the needle on so many of these archways out in the in the world that I feel like you would have to be a pirate legend to be able to sail a galleon through Smuggler's Bay's archways. And if that's the case, that's awesome. I love it. That's how you get intra- in, instanced out of the normal sea world and get into Athena's fortune. And that's where you get your your thing. And they've got one of these big archways up around the world in different areas. So it doesn't matter if you're in the wilds, the ancients, or the the bountiful seas. Like you're gonna have one everywhere. So I'm out of time, but this is this is basically it. So I, I hope I'm right. I hope I, I get to say yes, I figured it out. But uh, who knows. So, all right, welcome back, pirates that didn't want to be spoiled. I don't blame you. Some of this stuff is just too cool to think about without wanting to have someone ruin it for you. So, I really hope that everyone had a good time listening to this during the time when you don't get to actually play the game because I really hope you're getting to play the game right now. If you're not, I'm going to let you know right now there are a lot of ways that you can go about playing this game oh 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 my gosh i can't even i can't even no before i go any further there is another mixer stream going on tomorrow that's march 22nd and i'm gonna look up the times real quick i just want to make sure i get this right because i want you to be able to get there so if you want the flintlock uh, the the special flintlock skin from the mixer stream, the one that most people missed out on. Here's two things you need to do. One, you need to log into your Microsoft account on Mixer. Two, you need to be present March 22nd, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's going to be uh, 6 p.m. GMT to be able to get that that present. So don't miss out on the exclusive Flintlock skin. I know a lot of people were, were bugging about this on Reddit during the AMA, as well as on Twitter and Instagram. So this is all through Mixer, this promotion. So if you want to do this, go to Mixer slash, or Mixer.com slash Xbox tomorrow morning, if you're Pacific time or 2 p.m. Eastern time or 6 p.m., Greenwich Mean Time, and that way you'll be able to get credit for it. It'll be automatically attached to your Microsoft account. You don't even have to have the game right now. I I talked with Mixer, and they confirmed you don't have to own the game to be able to get this skin if you want to buy the game later on. So if you just log in, you're present, you'll get it, and then that way you'll be able to have it when you go play the game if you pick up the game. Now, going back... If you're not playing this game and you've made it this far into this podcast, first off, thank you. You're awesome. You're a beast. But if you're not playing this and you're trying to learn more about it, I definitely recommend go out, check out some YouTube videos on some beginning stuff. I'm trying not to cover that too much because I feel like it's going to be a lot of stuff that people cover. But if you want to play this game, you can play it on a potato PC. You can play it on a high-end liquid-cooled PC. All of them will play it. You can go into the Xbox, buy it through the Microsoft Store. You can play with people on Xbox. If you have an Xbox, if you got an OG Xbox One, you're good. You can play it. If you got an S or if you got an Xbox One X, I, I don't know. I don't do this stuff. If you got any Xbox One version, you'll be able to play it through there. You'll be able to play it with other people as well. So the cross-play works Per- perfectly. I love that. And you can play in game. I definitely recommend having a microphone though, but 
Game Pass has a 14-day free trial. You can try out the game. It's available there. If you already have Game Pass and you're already paying that 10 or 7, whatever it is, for, for depending on what region you're at, then you're already good. You, you've already got access to it as well. I personally wanted to support these guys, so I just went out and, and bought the whole copy of it because I'm not necessarily going to be picking up Game Pass unless something else kind of pops in my head says, I need to hit that button and, and then install it and play it with my new shiny, pretty, so precious Xbox Sea of Thieves controller. Oh my god, this thing's so beautiful. I can't get over it. Okay, sorry. I'm distracted, but... I hope you like this show. If you do, let me know. Give me some feedback. You can always hit, do a, um Apple Podcast review. You can let me know on Twitter. You can let me know in the Discord. I'll, I'll be in my Discord at Keel Hall. Uh, I'll have links in the, the show notes, as always. Uh, you can hit me up on my email. That's all going to be in the show notes. I don't need to really go over that stuff, but thank you for listening. Thanks for joining me. I really hope to see you guys on the seas, man. It's It's been fun playing with lots of people and teaching them what I know, learning other stuff as I go, and sharing this experience that doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be everything for anyone but as long as you're having fun that's all that matters that's all i want just have fun in the game be righteous to each other and i'll see you on the scenes